You're listening to The Propel Podcast, a show to guide and inspire ambitious women to propel their income, influence, and impact online. My name is Ashley A. McNulty, and I'm sitting down to share what's worked well and not so well in the years I've been an online business builder and mentor. Each week, I'll bring you insights and practical tools alongside other impact-driven leaders that you can implement now to propel your online business today. Welcome to another episode of the Propel podcast. I'm really excited today to have a special guest with me, Owen Hone. Owen, I just love your Instagram. I love what you're about. I love the realness and the power you bring. And just like, I feel like I know what I'm going to get with you. And you're so down to earth, but you bring so much value and you're just straight up you. And I love that. So I'm excited for you to share today some value around personal branding and content creation because I feel like that's your thing. Um, and I've got some questions to bring to you. But first, I would love if you want to give yourself a bit of an introduction and share what it is that you do. Yeah, amazing. So that was a pretty good introduction. I could probably <laughs> leave it there. No, so um, yeah, so I uh, like my, my journey has been pretty, like pretty crazy over the last like 10 years or so. Like I I started out like I've, I've done everything from like building sheds to I was a refrigeration mechanic. Like I did an apprenticeship for eight months before I got the sack because I was drinking every single weekend and not showing up to work <laughs> on Monday. Um, I've been a barista. I can make the best latte like ever. Period. Like I nearly got. A- I don't know. I'm pretty good. Really? I think maybe we could have a, a coffee off one day. I actually nearly got offered a, a job at the cafe across the road the other day because I told him I used to be a barista, and I'm like, no. Nah, yeah, right. <laughs> nah, I'd never go back. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I loved it. I loved it because of the, like high energy and it's it's cool. But I don't, I don't think I job um and i've been a personal trainer nutrition coach like everything and like i think like my my kind of journey started out um like when i when i was like a little boy for for whatever reason like i was just like incredibly shy and and insecure which sparked in me like a lot of us right i ended up becoming like a a massive people pleaser (laughs) and you know any any people pleasers are listening to this right now are recovering people pleasers and that like that was really cool because it sparked in in me like an obsession to just want to feel good right and just want to feel confident and you can probably relate to that as well actually some 100 percent, yeah right and so I, I got really obsessed with personal development and i like i read thousands of books and podcasts and and youtube videos etc um and it sparked me down that path and, and i ended up starting out as a out of the coach and then like a few years ago I was like, I, I was helping network marketers, but primarily like with their mindset. And I was getting my, my clients like pretty good results. Like we had a lady, you know, in Arbonne, like double her income in like less than 30 days. We, we took a couple of clients from earning like three or $4,000 a month up to like upwards of 10K a month, which is really cool. But my problem was probably, you know, a lot like a lot of online business owners or network marketers, affiliate marketers, coaches, was like, how the hell do I actually get customers and team members? Have you ever felt that, right? Like, especially like, you know, with the Freedom Era, it's like this amazing vehicle that has the potential to like radically change somebody's life, not just help somebody make tons of money, but like from the inside out. It's incredible, right? But there was this problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was this problem that I was like, how do I actually get clients? And I was probably doing... Yeah, you actually need eyes on the offer. That's sitting eyes on the offer, right? And it's one thing to have an amazing vehicle, which network marketers, affiliate marketers do. Like that's handled. Otherwise, the company would would not exist. It's another thing to have bolted on a powerful marketing and sales system that actually freaking works, right? So I was like, I was this close to like going and working for a mate that lives just down the road and doing some sales for him because we're about to have a baby on the way. And it's pretty freaking stressful when you're doing like $1,000 one month, like 10000 the next, 2000 the next. It's like, I was like, do I actually want to continue this? But for me, I was like, hell yes, because giving up was not an option. Um, yeah. I was lucky enough. I say like the universe doesn't make any mistakes. I connected with a guy over in the US. Um, I invested close to like 20K at AUD. So it was nearly, nearly 30,000 US to learn at the time his social media selling system. 
And it was really cool because at the time, it, like he'd helped his clients generate something like over $10 million of results and commissions in the previous 12 months. And I learned that and literally went from, I think we did three and a half thousand in the month when I started and literally did a touch over a hundred K in the next 90 days. And for that's me, incredible. now that sounds really cool, right? But for me, like I didn't actually, and this is cool for any of you that are listening right now that like you, I want to do 5K, 10K, 50K, and you may not believe that you can do it. And have you ever been in a position like that, Ash, where you're like, I fucking want it, but I don't know if I actually truly believe that I can get it. And that was yeah, me. So yeah, you get it, right? So for me, it was like, fuck, like it changed, it changed my life, it changed our family's life, and it was, it was crazy. And so then from that point, we started to just like manually teach it to our clients and they just started to have some like really, really amazing results. So um, like we had clients do like 35K in 35 days. We had a couple other clients do 10, 20K and then network marketers doing, you know, getting like 5, 10 or even like 15 new customers or team members in, in one month. And so that's kind of led me to where I am right now. I then went and invested like more money into learning and mastering social media and now that's kind of like my jam, right? I, I love to help people in online business make it in online business because it's the greatest personal development vehicle in the world. Would you agree? And, oh, 100%. Yeah. And I, and I just, I like what, what I love doing is, is, is helping and empowering leaders to like reconnect to their true nature, but then make money doing what they love. So that's kind of led me to where I am right, right now for a bit of a summary. Yeah, cool. I loved hearing that because I haven't really heard too much about your story before. And there's so much that like I can relate to with the barista and the PT and then the, that feeling of like, when's my break going to come, you know, like, and that's, I think something that all entrepreneurs feel it's that unknown, that uncertainty. Um, but obviously, like you're saying, when you've got the marketing and strategies and that to support you, it's obviously you've got a much better chance of that break coming. Um, yeah, so let's dive into some questions. I think the first one that I, that I want to start with is why leverage a personal brand and what is a personal brand? Yeah, awesome. So, and, and I know like before we, we, before we jumped on, like you mentioned that you have got these questions from people within your team and other business owners that are in this space. So I think for like people that are listening right now, like get your notepad and, and pen out because this is the kind of stuff that I hear like every single day and chances are the questions that I'm about to receive, you probably have in your head. And like I always say, like what would, how valuable would it be if you could capture some notes today to make a real tangible change in your business? So the answer to these questions I don't want this to just be like a nice idea for you guys listening. Like I want this to actually help blow your business up. So I just want to pre-frame for that. If you're kind of driving along in the car or sitting there, like pull the fuck over and like yeah. catch your notes with the intention because this can actually make a real change and I'll do my best to give as much goal. There's going to be lots of tangible takeaways. And yeah, thanks for saying that. I should have mentioned, I have actually gone and got people to ask questions. These are questions I have had people ask in a question box on my Instagram stories from my team personally. And yeah, so it's going to be really powerful. So yeah, now, of Take course, I, just by saying, I've totally forgotten your question. So can you re the question? <laughs> what is a personal brand and why leverage a personal brand? Yeah, awesome. So uh, a personal brand is just you. It's not something that you have to go, what do I have to say? Who do I like? It is just you. Now, I think the, the reason why it's so powerful to have a personal brand is because when you have the courage, and I purposely use the word courage because when you make a decision that in the online space that you are genuinely going to be unapologetically self-expressed, it's fucking scary. It's fucking scary, yeah. right? But when you do do that, you delete all your competition because there is no one else that is like you. So that's your differentiator. Exactly. Now your personal brand is a hell of a lot less about knowing what to say and way more about having your say. And the reason why I love building a personal brand and why it's so important for you as a human being 
but not just for you as a human being, but also for you growing your business is like, how many people do you come across at that say that they just want more freedom in their life? And the, yeah. the, the biggest fucking illusion that we come by is that when I make 10, 20, 30, 40K, then I'll be free. Because then I'll have the freedom to do this or that, etc. Chances are, and the illusion is, is that you think you'll be free when you get something out in the future. But the reality is, is freedom's a feeling. And if you can't feel free now, chances are when you make all the money in the world, you're not going to feel free. But it's really important to understand, like, what's the definition of freedom? To me, freedom is like standing there, like ready to write a post and being terrified of what everybody else is going to think about you and what if it doesn't get any likes or any traction yet then having the courage to speak your truth anyway because in that moment like you're the opposite of free right you're trapped within the insecurities and the limiting beliefs that are there what if i'm not good enough what if i'm not worthy charismatic enough what if people are not going to listen right and if in that moment you choose not to speak up and this goes for at a barbecue, online, on Instagram, in your story, like you're proving those limiting beliefs correct. True or not true? Mm. Like you're saying, oh, yeah. you're screaming to the universe that I don't believe I'm worthy of this success. So therefore, on the contrary though, if you, if you choose to then go and write the post or start a new conversation with a stranger or hop on a sales call or do a live when you're terrified to do so, that's freedom. Because you're choosing to be free in your expression, even when you're terrified to do so. True. And it's like, yeah, it's like reclaiming your power and that's freeing. Exactly. And it's worth like noting that the, the reason it's like, I'll give you an example. One of our clients recently, Julie, she's over in the UK and she just, she feels really strongly about like vaccinations, right? And she's like, I'm, I've been feeling so like tight in my, in my throat and I'm like, I want to want to say something, but I'm just feeling real restricted. And I said, there you go. That's your next post. I, I just want you to go out. I just want you to tell it how it is and express. And she, and she did, and she did it really beautifully. And she also said, hey, if you are for vaccinations, I still love you, but this is my opinion. Now, what did she do? She came back to me the next day and said, oh, my God, oh, and like, I feel so free. I feel so light. I had the best sleep of my entire life. And I'm like, no shit. This is how it works. Yeah. But get this right, Ash. Like, the next day she comes back to me. And she got smashed. Her family had to go at her. There was people commenting, like, how the fuck can you do this? It's like, how can you do this to your children? Like, it's irresponsible. And they just attacked her, attacked her. And then I was on a call with her and, and she was like, I just had the worst sleep ever. And she's like, I feel shit and I feel restricted and I feel tired and I feel like all this resistance. And I said, amazing. Go and talk about it. Go and talk about it. Because freedom is earned daily. It's not from that one act of courage. It's from... You speak up once and then the next day you got something to say. If you don't say it, you're backtracked in, in, the, in the realm of like what you don't believe you can do. But if you can choose and, and it's, it's a decision, right? So I mean, it's so much more about having your say and way less about knowing what to say. She then wrote a post. It's like, this is like, how can somebody go over there, attack me as a person because of my belief? And she had her say. And again, and this is just rolled on and on and on. And then, of course, the cool thing, how this relates to business, let's like to bring it back to that. She's had so many people reach out to her over the last couple of weeks because like, oh, my God, Julie, like, it's great to see somebody speaking their truth. Like, what is it that you do? Tell me more about yourself. And then she's, you know, her business is growing because of it. So your personal brand, why is it important? A, because if you want freedom, there's your ticket right? It is an opportunity. Like there's no greater vehicle for you to become free within yourself and to elevate your self-worth and self-love and compassion than building a personal brand because it calls you to a higher standard. And this is especially great for you people pleasers and people that care so much about what you think because I've been through all of that. Yeah. And for any of you that have followed me for a while, like I've been the person that's doing a live and I turn it off after two minutes and say, technical difficulties. <laughs> um, because I'm like feeling so like insecure and I just feel like shit and I turn it off. Or I write a post and I delete it. So you've got, guys, you've got no excuse. It's just like, it's not, is this for me? It's like, do I want this bad enough for me to go through all of that to really step into my power? And when you do that, 
people will then just pay attention to what you have to say within your business because they want to listen to you. And what I find so rewarding about setting yourself free and your voice and your self-expression and just being authentically, it's not even vulnerably, like it's just, it's just being you, um, is that when you set yourself free, you allow others to set themselves free as well. I actually have a funny story. I had someone come up to me at the pub on the weekend and she was like, you know, I don't comment on any of your stuff. Like you probably don't even know I'm there watching you. She goes, but I love you. Thank you for saying all the things that I'm thinking anyway. Like it's, it takes so much guts and, and people really like at, when you're, when you first start showing up like that, you might not get such a response, but it takes that action and repeat repetitive action, like doing it daily for it to start showing you the results and the feedback. And it's going to take the negative feedback. I've had family come at me saying that I need to calm down and stop talking about money or stop this. And I blocked them. I was like, you know, like that's my money. That's my life. That's my business. How can you attack someone for like, it had nothing to do with them, but that's just, it's just triggering them. It's a reflection of what's going on for them and insecurity for them. It's got nothing to do with you at all. Um, yeah. So I guess we've kind of covered a bit of the next question, which is like getting comfortable and confident with creating that content. So you said that you've deleted posts. I've done that. Or like you cringe looking back at the content you made a year ago, or you've jumped off the live. What do you say is the thing to build that muscle, that courage? Yeah, that's a really great question. And I think that it's probably one question that a lot of people don't have the answer to, but it's like, it's, it's really simple. Like if you sit there and you'd say that, you know, I'd love to have a thriving business and make more money than I could possibly ever know how to spend and create more income, impact, influence, all of those amazing things. And that's what you truly want. Then usually when you're clear on that end result, like our obvious next step that we need to take is obvious, right? We know we've got to create content. We know we've got to make new connections online, social media. We know we've got to engage and like get to know and build relationships with our audience. Now, when you go and do that, sometimes emotions are going to come up, aren't they? So you go to reach out and you feel a feeling of like resistance, right? And we can call resistance like fear or unease or anxiety, whatever you want to call it. And a really cool distinction for like with when you have the awareness of this is so fucking powerful. So I want you guys to listen is when you have that feeling of resistance, that emotion is nothing more than a reflection of your assumptions around what you believe is possible for yourself. So let me say that again. Your emotions are nothing more than a reflection of the assumptions that you believe are possible for yourself. So what I mean by that, if you go to create a, um, do your first Facebook live and you're feeling really scared, chances are like if that, like that's sending a signal that, well, oh my God, like what if I do this live and it gets no traction or what if people don't like me or what if they don't listen to me? So notice the assumptions. It's like, I don't know if I can do this, which is normal, right? Because of our past conditioning or maybe you've never done it before. Like the, re- like the reason why it's there is irrelevant though, because in that moment, And most people don't realize that. But in that moment, you've got two choices. Choice number one is you can make that feeling personal and you can associate a meaning to that discomfort that is, fuck, this should be easier for me. What's wrong with me? Why am I such a piece of shit? Why is it so easy for Ashley, for Jess, for Owen? What's wrong with me? And when you give that meaning, like, how does that make you feel? Does it make you feel better or way worse? Way worse, right? And chances are you won't even do that first live, let alone be able to show up every single day in the way that you need to, right? Mm-hmm. But what if, what if that feeling of discomfort was just an assumption based on what you believe was possible and you chose to take action anyway? Because I want you guys to realize the power in that. When you choose to take action in spite of that feeling, then what are you giving power to? Like what's the opposite of I can't do this? Like what's the opposite of I'm not good enough? What's the opposite of I'm not worthy of success? It's like, I can fucking do this. I am good enough. I am worthy. And that's like when you choose to take aligned action in spite of that feeling, you are literally like getting a megaphone and screaming to the universe. I don't care what you put in my way. 
I'm going to claim this because that's what I freaking deserve. So I think for me, that mindset and perspective is what allowed has allowed me to show up when I've been so terrified and massive people pleaser and literally my own like self-worth was pinned on your opinion of me for so long that got me able to show up in spite of that was what I just shared with you then because I wasn't prepared to prove my limiting beliefs true. I was more committed to proving that I can fucking do this. Does that make sense? So much sense. So powerful. And I remember going to do one of the workshops inside our team with these leaders when I felt so underqualified. I didn't feel like a leader yet. And you said the whole, I can't, like, I haven't done this before. And I remember thinking that, and it's just stories you create. And like you said, assumptions, they're just, they're not even real, but you're giving them life. If you, like you said, confirm them. Um, And the one thing I thought was, of course, I haven't done this before. Like, someone you have to have a first time for everything right so I did it and it's not until you do it like I said that you start to build that courage and that confidence because you start getting the feedback like it takes time courage is like a bicep if you go if you go to the gym once you're not going to have a a, a sexy bikini body right you got to go multiple times like I went and did a Pilates class the other day. She's like, work that booty. It's like, you're not going to get that. Like, it's not going to happen one time. But if you do it over and over again, courage will just be who you are. And that's what, like, right now, some people say to me, oh, and like, I really respect you because you speak your truth. But I've practiced that so many times. And I love the metaphor of learning to ride a bike. Like, when you hop on a bike and you fall off, like, what do most people do? They just keep getting back on. And so the only difference between someone who's unsuccessful versus successful is that they're prepared to get on the bike enough times to master that skill set because that's all it is. Yeah, and like I'm no science nerd, but it is actual neural pathways that you are building. Like when you start to ride a bike or with my PT background, like when you're um, first doing exercise that you haven't done before, it's a lot harder also for your brain to fire off those muscles. And it's the same with courage. It's your brain actually getting used to doing that act and pushing through the limiting beliefs and stories and getting more confident with it. 100%. So then I'm really curious, like you're saying, a personal brand is sharing your voice and your self-expression and just being you. So then the other day I was also saying that Well, actually, I'll take it back. I saw on your Instagram that you said 80% of your content should be solving your clients or potential clients' problems. And I'm a massive stand for this. I say that 90% of your content should be, you know, business focused of giving value and serving exactly like what you're saying. So then how do you tie that in with a personal brand? Yeah, great question. And I'll almost rephrase that a bit. It's like 80% of your content wants to be speaking to your ideal client or team member. And what that means is that you like, first step is like, A, how can you attract somebody that you don't know intimately who they are? But when you do, when you speak to that person, then what what it is that you, uh, like when somebody comes across your page, actually, have you ever had that feeling? It's, oh my God, that person's speaking directly to me. Yeah. And I always say, like, if somebody's like, well, how do, how do I know who, ideal client is how do I know who my ideal team member is like if you if you want content that's going to be ultra fucking relevant where where somebody's like oh my god like I have to reach out to you go out and speak to your audience and ask them and interview them and say hey what's going on in your world right now what are you struggling with what are some of your goals this year and then literally you can do this in messenger or you can hop on a call and then literally when you get off that call go and write a piece of content so, for example, um, you know, I just had this this conversation today with this beautiful lady called Ashley, and we had a chat, and like she was she was sharing with me, she really wants to build her business, but it's like she's really like terrified to put herself out there and to to create content online, and it's crazy, right? Because it's not the first time I've heard it, and she's an absolute powerhouse, but there's just this resistance to putting herself out there. And also too, like she doesn't quite know what to post or when to post or how to blend in herself and then her business, right? And what what I said to to her is exactly what I'll say to you guys, which is that personal building a personal brand is about more about like having having your say rather than knowing what to say, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, if you're reading this post and like you can relate to this in any way, 
Like, why don't you reach out and, and let's see if I, I, I can help you in some capacity. I'd love to chat to you. And so notice how like that's about if you if you want content that's going to be relevant for your audience, go and speak to real people. And notice how that's not like I didn't have to know how to like a post template for that. I've literally just shared a conversation and everyone else that's like the ash that I spoke to will sit there and, go, and nod their head the entire time going, oh, my God, that's me too. And when you do this well, like from a marketing standpoint, marketing is a lot less about providing solutions and way more about just being able to describe your ideal client, customer or team members' problems and their situation better than anybody else. Yeah. Because if you can do that, then they're going to get this sense and feeling that you have the solution to their problem. So then when you invite them to come and work with you, then it's just, it's a no brainer, right? Because they can very clearly see that you can help. Yeah, I love that. And I really do, I guess, just naturally have found that my content does get created from those conversations that I'm having with my team or um, potential clients. So what about someone who doesn't already have the team? How would you suggest them coming up with their ideal clients, I guess, problem? to show that they can put that into content. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's kind of two, there's two ways, right? Like when you're, when you're just starting out, like A, you can look at yourself, but B, then, then you can go and s- speak to people that you think might fit that like description of your ideal customer or team member, right? And you need to, this is where a lot of people are just like, oh, yeah, no, I just got to create content and build a personal brand. It's like, how would you approach that early stage of your business if you were like a traditional business owner? You'd have to do market research, wouldn't you? And again, how can you attract the kind of person you'd love to work with if you don't know who they are? So a great um, little exercise, and this is a nice little practical one for those that are listening, is like you can sit down and write down a list of what uh, either, either if you're looking at yourself, you get up, write down a list of what you either were struggling with when, when you first began in your journey or what you are struggling with. And you want to look at it from the perspective of usually people will have like external problems, which are things like not enough money, problems within their relationship, um, physical problems like, uh, you know, aging, uh, you know, starting to put on weight, etc., etc. And then internal problems are things like, you know, really anxious, really stressed. Um, like not feeling like they've got a, an, a, enough time, et cetera, et cetera. And just write down a list of all of the different problems that you're currently experiencing in your life. Now, this will be, the reason why this is important is because like, Ash, how old are you? Do you mind me asking? Nearly 27. Sorry for airing that to everybody. No, I don't care. Yeah, you don't look a day over, let's, let's say 22. You look, you look oh, thanks. <laughs> so, I'll take it. I'll take it. I just, that was a good little save there. So it's 27. So a 27-year-old woman, with a couple of kids in a, in a relationship, their problems and challenges are probably going to be very different to a 20-year-old that's just out of school, right? Not enough time to spend with the kids, trying to manage all these different things, looking after a family and a business, et cetera, et cetera, versus a 21-year-old 20, that's at university. Their problems and challenges are probably going to be very different, aren't they? And then if you go at the other end, think about like somebody that's, that's coming into their 50s. Like what they're struggling with in their world is probably going to be very different, like with the kids that have left home, you know, coming into the next stage of their life, um, et cetera, et cetera. So by getting clear on what that person's struggling with and going through in their life, then you can intimately go and talk about it. And then again, when you do that, like relevant content isn't relevant because of what you say. It's just by talking about and describing like what that person's going through. And then it becomes relevant for the reader and the listener. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I always tell my team internal and external pain points. And I also, so that kind of covers our next question on like, how do you decipher what your niche is? And I always tell my team, it is you before the transformation. So it's sharing like, this is the pain point And now this is what I've got. This is how I'm working on the pain point. This is the journey or this is the transformation. Would you agree with that? 100%. Um, and also, too, it's good to use discernment because sometimes you might say, well, wow, 
before I started my journey, like um, I was like a long way back and I don't necessarily want to have that person in my team. Maybe I want uh, a person that has X, Y, and Z qualities. Mm. If it's you, look at yourself. If it's someone else, ask yourself, like who do I know or who could I reach out to in my network to literally interview? And you could reach out and say, hey, hey, Ash, like just letting you know, like, you are like the perfect example of what I would consider to be my ideal team member. Like, I think you're amazing. Is it cool if I asked you two to three quick questions for market research so I can better understand you? Would that be okay? What, what would you say if somebody asked you that? If you're like me, you'd probably say yes. And you can go and do that with four or five people that you think would, you would love to have in your team and literally like record those answers and you will intimately understand that person. So then instead of just writing content to yourself, you're writing content specifically to the person that you would love to have in your team. So then that Ash McNulty, when she reads that content, it's going to be, oh my God, she's speaking to me. So if you're sitting there and you're like, wow, I'd love to like have a greater quality um, person attracted to me, find out who that person is and start speaking about their problem, their situation, their life, use their language, use their words. And trust me, you will start to call them into your business. Do you feel like they still need to relate to you? Like, you know, someone who's not a mother probably wouldn't target mothers or would that be okay too? Again, it it just depends on who you would love to have in your team. So if you're like, wow, I I love, you know, mums because I know for myself personally, like a a mum's the most productive, effective person ever because you freaking have to be. So I want that, that person in my team. Um, if, if you don't, then like that's totally up to you. You need to decide on, you know, ask yourself, like who would I love to have in my team and what, what does that person look like? Now, for you, if it, if it obviously makes more sense, if that person can be similar to you in some capacity, of course it makes more sense. So, for example, you know, you, a, a mum with two, two kids that's, you know, 30 years old that's, you know, living with a family, probably not going to make so much sense to be talking to a 20-year-old boy this at university right mm-hmm. but it's more so the the qualities and that person's like situation in life that you want to get clear on yeah it's so much easier to understand and verbalize and put into content the problems if it's something you've experienced yourself but yeah, yeah that's cool um so this is a big one do you need a massive following i guess to monetize instagram or facebook yeah great great, great question Great question. So I would say this is probably like a two two part answer. So if you are a coach or a high ticket affiliate marketer, meaning that when you make a sale, you could make anywhere between you know one to twenty thousand dollars depending on your offer or product, then hands down no, right? Because think about it. If you if you were able to have let's be really conservative, ten or twenty people that were liking and engaging on in your content and they were like potentially your ideal customer or team member right if you I always use the example of like if you were in a physical like real life room and you had the opportunity to speak to 10 to 20 people that were like your ideal like hell yes soul avatar like how valuable would that be for you massive right and then you only need to make like two to four sales a month and you've got a five to ten thousand dollar plus business right so hell no you don't need a big following you just need the right people looking at your shop front which is your content and have the ability to successfully enroll the people that are a fit now like a traditional uh, network marketing company like you know say an arbon isogenics etc which is like it's it's a lot it's a little bit more of a longer game and it's really important for you to be able to have a a system that's duplicatable right because you can you can bring on team then it's really important for you to be able to empower and teach them the ability to do what it is that you do so that then you can grow but it's a it's a longer it's more of a longer term game for more longer longer term game for longer term gain yeah does that make sense that's that's my personal uh that's my personal opinion um, and it's like, it's like, you know, if you're a high ticket affiliate marketer or a coach, it's a little bit more like faster in terms of like the results that you might get, but then it's just like, it's a slightly different journey depending on your particular business model and where you're at. 
Yeah, it makes complete sense if you think about a certain percentage of your followers that are going to convert. If you're low ticket, you need a lot more conversions, so you want more followers and more eyes on the offer. It's yeah, it's well, it's just, it's just more, not necessarily more followers or um, like a greater following. It's just really important to leverage the team that you have, because of course, you know, like if you have a network of 200 people and then you have 10 team members that have a network of 200 people, then all of a sudden that's 2,000 and so mm-hmm. forth, which is why we call it network marketing. Yeah. <laughs> about tapping into your network. And as we know, like there's, you know, there's leaders that I'm connected with that are making 50 to 200K a month, like just totally residual because they've been able to successfully build that over a period of time, which is really badass. Yeah, so badass. <laughs> so... Then for someone who is starting from scratch, I don't know if I've kind of, we've already covered this or not, but I guess, is there any simple strategies that you could share with us, tangible things that they could take away today to build that audience of niche potential clients? Yes. So uh, I don't, I don't mind. Is it cool if I go with you like pretty deep on this to like give your audience some like step-by-step stuff that they could do to intimately grow their audience? their sole avatar and make sure that person is looking at their content consistently yes love that cool all right awesome so i'm going to break it down into like three different protocols and and we call this and i'm going to give away some some goals that we give to our clients um like that come and work with us so it's up to you listeners as to whether or not you actually decide to go and implement this but if you do it's going to blow your stuff um, your stuff up and this is applicable to both facebook and instagram same same process um applies And it really has to do with understanding the algorithm. Now, I'm just going to share like a couple of seconds on the the algorithm first, because usually when I say to somebody, hey, do you know what the algorithm is? They say yes. And then if I ask, like, do you actually know how it works? Most people kind of go like, yeah, but not quite. So is it cool if I just touch on that quickly before I give these three steps away? Yeah. Awesome. So in terms of like the algorithm with, social media the, the 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 purpose of the like of facebook and instagram is to enhance the user experience for the user meaning when we hop onto our phone that it wants to be a great experience and so how it does that is it's designed to put in front of you content posts videos links etc that is relevant for you does that make sense so therefore, like the reason why we apply these three steps is to hack the algorithm so that then therefore we can get in front of the people that, that we want to and need to so that we can, you know, potentially, um, you know, work with somebody if they're a fit. Yes, loving this already. So, yeah. So number, number one is called list building. So if you if we say our content is our shop front, which is like this is that clearly shows people who you are, what you do, and how you can help them, then how valuable is a real sexy shop front if you've got no potential customers in there, right? And hands down, the biggest problem that most people see is it's the same people liking and commenting on their stuff. Friends, family, and people in your team. Is anybody listening to that probably like cringing right now and going like, yes, I put out this amazing post. And it's the same fuckers that engage with it every time. So therefore, really important. So on a, day, on a daily basis, so let's talk Facebook, for example. You can add up to 50 new friends uh, that are potentially your ideal clients. So for example, let's say that you're somebody that is, is targeting network marketers as somebody that could potentially be your ideal client. So we work with a lot of, um, I'll just use myself as an example, we work with a lot of network marketers. So simply, you, you go out into Facebook and find out where, where they're hanging out. So Eric Warre has a heap of really cool groups. You can literally go to you know, business pages for Arbonne, Freedom Era, Isogenics, et cetera, and look at who's liking and commenting on those posts. And chances are that 90% of those people are in a network marketing company. Does that make sense? So going out and connecting and literally just, yeah, up to 50, adding up to 50 new people. Now, some of you listening, that might freak you out. (laughs) Suck it up, right? If you don't add new people, how do you expect to have new people to come into your shop front and to see your content, period? And if you're not doing that consistently, chances are that you won't have new people 
to potentially engage with, to have a conversation with, or, or to even reach out to you. And it's really cool. Like I'll get on a call with somebody and I'll be like, yo, did I know you two weeks ago? <laughs> and they'll be like, no. And I'm like, well, that wasn't magic. It's a very step-by-step process. And I'll be like, hey, did you enjoy the conversation that we had? And they'll say, yes. And so I'll say, hey, like, you know, would it be cool if I could teach you how to do exactly what I did this year? Yeah. And so that's step number one. Step number two is let's just call that connection. Now, I really, I really find this funny when it comes to social media is like, if, if you're getting like engagement on, on your post, are you somebody that just ignores those people or, or do you respond back to them? It's really important to be social on social media. So once somebody has, has, uh, once somebody has accepted your friend request, it's really important to take time to go out and engage with your audience. Now, the reason why this is important is say like, let's say act like you're potentially my ideal client. If I come over to your page and I like a couple of your posts and I genuinely leave a thoughtful comment, then what happens is, is that like, what's your natural instinct to come and do on my page? Come and stalk me. You're gonna come and, you're gonna come stalk me. Now, if there's something on there that's relevant for you, what are you gonna do on that post? Like? or maybe even a comment. Now, when you do that, the Facebook or Instagram algorithm goes, wow, like Ash and Owen, like there's some kind of connection here. So therefore then the next day, guess whose content is gonna be everywhere in your feed? Mine, right? And then from there, of course, you've got the opportunity to see more of my stuff and continue to engage. Now, next step from there is that if I was to send a direct message to you, so, you, so a DM, Facebook like freaks out and goes, oh my God, these two people must be friends. And it further pushes me up in the algorithm and puts me everywhere in front of you. So then therefore, you are in my shop front. You're seeing my content. Now, I always say to people, like if you had your ideal client in your shop, would you just ignore them? Or would you start a conversation with them? And then that's your opportunity to start a conversation, build a relationship, see the human being behind the profile picture, and when there's a connection, that's your opportunity to seek an opportunity to add value to them, which may be inviting them to come and work with you or referring you them to somebody else or something else that might be a fit. But taking that time, and this, you, like, you need to have blocked out in your calendar time to do these connections. Like if you're not doing that, how do you expect to bring new people onto your page? And this makes sense, right? Like if somebody pops into your notification. Like you're always going to go and stalk them. Who is this freak? Like who is this person? But then most of like what I get is like, I had no idea who you were, but I had a look at your page and like, you seem cool. So I just wanted to, I accepted and here we are. And then a lot of people become our clients from that process. Does that make sense? Yeah. Number three, and this is really, really gold. I love this one. It's called an algorithm reboot. So I'm going to actually like get my phone out here and just like show you how this works. This is like a five to 10 minute exercise you can do. Like I, I, I usually sit down and do this um, Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Although you can literally do this while you're watching the TV, you're on the bus, like wherever. You get into your, into your feed and this applies to Facebook or Instagram and you do a hundred flicks. Ah. So you just flick, flick, flick and just, just keep going like maybe a hundred times because have you guys ever noticed that at the top of your feed, it's like the same seven to 10 people that are always there? Yes, yeah, so because annoying. In, yeah, it's so annoying. You're like, just show me someone else. But when you flick down, you know, 100, 150 times, it takes a bit. What you'll start to find is like, oh my God, Carlina, like I forgot I was friends with you. Oh my God, Jess, like we like, forgot we we're even friends. Then what you do is just take five or 10 minutes and just engage with those people. Just like, comment, engage. Now, these people might not be your target audience, right? This is purely for, from an engagement standpoint. You do this like as, as often as you can. What that's going to do is all those people are going to see you in their notifications. They're going to come check out your content. Then all of a sudden, there's more people liking and engaging on your stuff, which further puts your, puts your post up in front of everyone. And then it gets more engagement and it's more opportunity for your ideal client or customer or team member to see your stuff. So I always say to people, notice how that's like a step-by-step process. It's boring. It's tedious. <laughs> like how valuable, like think about in like a brick and mortar business, like how valuable would it be to have 10, 20, up to 50, 100 people liking and commenting on your stuff that you could potentially help? 
So do it, because if you don't, well, then you're, you're not going to have new people to engage with. And I always say to people like, you know, you see, you probably see on my posts, I get 50, 100, sometimes even 500 likes and comments. Now, my content's good, but I'm also following this process. Otherwise, people wouldn't see it. So I just gave away all my tricks and tips there. So I hope that's <laughs> Boom, honestly. Up to you guys if you want to use it. You know what I'm going to be doing after this recording. <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to do. <laughs> I love the Instagram, like not Instagram, the Facebook or Instagram, the algorithm reboot trick. That was so cool. I do a little bit of a similar thing in that I go to Instagram has a least interacted with. Like if you go to who you're following, then yes. go to your least interacted with. It's like about 100 people it'll bring up. And then you can actually go through and some of them are just like, crappy clothing brands I followed from way back when and I go and unfollow them because obviously they're not who I want to be seen but anyone that's in there that would be my niche person I go on there and give them some love to bring them back into my awareness and and their me into their awareness so that was really cool thank you for sharing that that was epic I think people will be like wow that's so good I always said like we cut out before and I said like it pisses me off when you're on a podcast and people just give you bits so I'm like I'm just going to give it to you guys and it's up to you if you want to. Yeah. yeah, give it all. Thank you so much. So, um, well, we've done like the ideas for content, really. That's the pain points and everything. So I guess the last question I want to end on is the most common mistake that you see people making with their content. Most people that kind of do okay with creating content um, are able to get themselves to build the personal brand aspect which is like showing up and being unapologetically self-expressed because once you learn just to speak up like that's doable right and we we've had clients we had a client that came to us on instagram that had like over fifty thousand followers but if you are getting lots of likes and comments it doesn't always directly equate to revenue and one of the biggest problems that i see with people is they friend zone the fuck out of them and it's like, if, Ash, if you and I were best friends and I was like, I love you, I love you, like we're best mates, if I break my arm, I'm going to a doctor to get it fixed because you're not the authority to help me with that particular problem. So if you're just sharing about you and your massive powerhouse and people love you, that doesn't mean you're going to make money. It's really, really important to create, and for those of you who have heard me talk about the magnetic content matrix, which most of you probably have either from myself or you know, with people that are connected to you, uh, is you'll know that there's character connection, credibility, and conversion content. Most people miss the mark with the credibility stuff. Mm. That's your testimonials. That a great post is five character traits of my ideal client. Yeah, handling objections. Yeah, so who here has ever had somebody that says, I don't have the time or I don't have the money? Write about it. Mm. Declare it. Say, hey, if you want to work with me, guess what? You're going to have to come up with a financial investment. Guess what? You're going to have to make the time. Yeah, and make it very clear on the kind of person that, that what, who they have to be if, if they want to be a good fit to work within whatever it is that you're doing. And then lastly, again, we touched on this before, but the best kind of credibility content to position yourself as an authority where people actually are ready to reach out and work with you is to speak to real people and then share it because again hey i spoke with such and such and they told me they were struggling with x y and z you you will get two to five pieces of content that will wildly position you as an authority if you just listen to what people are telling you about what they're struggling with and then talk about it hands down that is what most people miss the mark with because we don't have our marketer's hat on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one thing. It's, it's more fun to do the post where we get all the likes, but you've got to put your marketer's hat on and say, cool, how can I intimately describe this person that I want to attract and talk about their struggles, their problems, what they want, their wishes, what's keeping them up at night? Because if you do that on top of like just speaking up and speaking your truth, then you will come mag- you will become magnetic to the right person and you will repel the person that's not right for you. Very rarely, and like even just from this conversation, very rarely do we have somebody hop on a sales call that isn't ready to work with us because they know who we are, what we stand for, 
and also that we you know what it's going to involve to work with us because I pre-sell in my content based on what I've just shared with you there. Mic drop. Drop the mic. And also, I really feel like, am I correct in saying that a lot of people too, I see them focus a lot on self-promotion and yeah, self-promotion rather than, like you said, answering or solving your ideal client's problems. Like they're trying to do the marketing, but they've got it the whole wrong way around. They're making it about them, not making it about themselves, not about the client. Yes, and a great example of that, and this might trigger some people, but I don't, please allow this to help to raise your standards more than anything. So sometimes I see in the high ticket affiliate marketing space, that people will like take pot shots at low ticket affiliate marketing and say, you know, if you're somebody that is, is sick of having to push people and having to sick of doing parties and sick of doing that, that's an example of, of writing content based on what you think are the problems of your target audience. But chances are, if you are, you know, a low ticket affiliate, a low ticket network marketer, you're not sitting there thinking, I hate this. I hate building a team. I hate X, Y, and Z. Chances are you're wildly in love with what you're doing. You're very freaking passionate about it. So my advice to you, again, is to reach out to, to, to those people and just ask, like, what are you struggling with the most? In your business what's keeping you up at night and then talk about that because then it's not about what you think their problem is it's about what their problem really is and that's when you will become ultra relevant to that person as opposed to just taking a shot in the dark and you'll probably find that what people share with you they're struggling with might be potentially different to what you think it is does that make sense the way that i've explained that's just really important to put your marketers hat on and to take the time to listen to your audience because all the information you need is there. So much clarity. Thank you. I feel like everyone's going to be on here going, oh, it's actually sunk in now. Like I get what you're trying to say. Just amazing. And I feel like a lot of people are going to be wondering, how can I get more access to you? How can I find you? How can I get more of this knowledge or help from you? So where can people connect with you? Yeah, awesome. So we have a really amazing uh, Facebook group called Social Media Mastery, which is really, you know, ideally for network marketers, affiliate marketers and coaches that want to blow up their business. I'll get you to potentially share a, a link to that in the show notes would be awesome. If yeah. people want to jump in and come and check that out, that's probably one of the best places too. Um, if we're on Facebook, just search Owen Hone and then on Instagram, uh, at the Owen Hone. And you guys can find me there. And what I'd love to do, because this is like a really good test for people that are listening, like send me a DM that says pod, podcast and let me know what your takeaways uh, were from this. I'd really love to hear from you guys. Yeah, cool. I'll link those, your Facebook, Instagram and Facebook group down below in the show notes. So if any of you listeners want to go and connect with Owen further, you can find him. And yeah, thank you again, Owen. That was super valuable, so incredible. And I'm just so honored to have you on. And I look forward to, actually working with you come end of May. I'm so excited. Like it's just going to be such a game changer, I'm sure. 100% let's rock and roll. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. My goal is to impact as many women as possible. So if you found this podcast inspiring, insightful, or helpful in any way, please pay it forward by sharing this episode to your Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Ashley A. McNulty. I really appreciate it and look forward to seeing you here again next week.